Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Good morning. Welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your host Sunday morning, 9 to 10, here every Sunday morning from 9 to 10, aren't we, Trent? We are what? Yeah, one week away from Memorial Day weekend. Is that right? It's crazy. I mean, it is insane how it's called fast it's called. Fly, fly. It, it is. Um, it's 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 been a fast year, but it's also Memorial Day to kick that summer kickoff, right? Is that what it is? I think so. That's when the swimming holes open. That's when the, that's when the river opens. <laughs> nah, the river's yeah. been open. Yeah. You guys doing any swimming? Kid, yet? Kid, kids jumped in a couple weeks ago, one, one or two times, but we've had some cold fronts here lately, yeah. so I think the. Their aspiration to swim in the river has slowed. Uh, hopefully, I think this week has been the first week where we're consistently in the low 90s. So, uh, things are heating up, they would say. Yeah, they are. They are heating up. That's a good thing, though. I mean, these kids will be going nuts uh, these next couple weekends. Yeah, we Scarlett's been in the water a couple of times, too. And she'll get out, and like her teeth are chamoring, her lips are blue. And I'm like, are you sure you're not cold? When are you going to pull up to my dock on the boat? She says... No, I'm not. Uh, soon, soon, soon. So we're bringing, we, yeah, with Memorial Day. The, the week that'll be, it'll be back up here after then. Oh wow! Cool. Yeah, yeah. Get some so hot what you dogs. Nothing. Nothing. N- nothing but trouble. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> dang! No, nah, man, not much. We uh, same old, same old. Waiting for waiting for Memorial Day. I guess. That's good. How about yeah, you? You're wearing a, uh, I like the shirt you wear. You're wearing the, it's a Bermuda shirt, but on the back it's got like the nautical map. I've got yeah. one of those with. Uh, I was fortunate enough to go to Bermuda one time a couple years ago. I think I mentioned on the show a couple times. Really, really, really great place. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna give a uh, what they call it a PR announcement. Bermuda, awesome. No. I mean, it's due east of <laughs> yeah, North, Carolina. North Carolina. I always thought Bermuda was down in the islands, down it's south not. of Florida, but it, no, it's due east of North Carolina. I think it's. I think Charlotte has a direct flight uh, during season during sometimes of the year. Uh, I mean, it's like a two hour flight. See, east. I went to Bermuda in high school, my freshman year of high school, for my parents' twenty fifth wedding anniversary. And we went, and the one thing I remember about Bermuda is when you land, I mean, it looks like you're going to, the airport juts out into the water. Hmm. Do you remember? And it looks like you're going to just crash right into the daggum ocean. Oh, wow. I don't remember that. I think I was a little scared. I think they, I remember they have glass beach, a beach with all all worn glass, which is really cool. Uh, I got my hair cut in Bermuda from (laughs) an old OG, (laughs) original gangster uh, down in the market. Uh, That's Kind of like when I go places, see, see if they can give me a fresh cut. Uh, nah, Bermuda's awesome. Great, great place. I'm a big advocate. If, if you ever want to go, uh, hopefully we'll be able to go back and take our family. Not the most economical 
island you've ever been to, though. Because uh, <laughs> it's out there by itself. So you, you think about it. Everything costs a little more to get to it. And, and you know, there's no uh, there's no buying power there as they're the only island. There's like five other islands they need to ship Coke to or, or you know, orange juice uh, when you go there. But, but, no, it's awesome. Man, this golf season's heating up. Sure is. You were supposed to play today, and you, you bailed. You missed it for the radio. I missed it for the. I, I like doing this show much better than playing. I golf. tried so hard to get rid of Patrick. Do you he know asked what? if if we were still on for today <laughs> to record this, and I was like, "Dude, I got this like the back of my hand." And he's like, "Uh, no, I canceled all. I canceled my calendar." I'm much like, better. The radio's at, only thirty minute, forty five minutes. I'm much better at radio than golf. Much better. <laughs> My golf game is not very good these days. All I have to do is catch crap from people because you say you never play, which you don't. I really you, don't. You don't, but you play so well. They're all they all tell us we're uh, we're making that up. Well, it, well. So the tournament that we were supposed to play in today that uh, we do have uh, Matt and, and uh, Jeremy are down there representing is Doggett Constructions tournament. Remember we had them on the radio yeah. show several years ago. Which it was cool to see them doing a charity outing uh, today to try to raise some money for, for for a cause that's near and dear to them. So that's great. Small well, world. That's awesome. And we got some guys out there representing. That's good. Uh, really cool um, is the CDC taking the mask mandate down. Um, it just everybody's opening back up really fast. Uh, and uh, over the weekend, I was out by myself. I had to go run an errand and i came down south boulevard before i headed back to the house and cut yep. through loso and south end Woo! that place was hopping well i'll tell you man we went to the uh, charlotte knights game friday night and uh we needed one extra ticket and so i went to the box office like four thirty or something you know on the way home to snag a ticket and the, talking about hopping those pe- there was a energy electricity on there i didn't even know that it had been lifted and the kid was like, didn't you hear? We can do full capacity now. We're all so excited. I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be awesome. So we walked in Friday night. All the news cameras were there. I mean, they were just kind of getting a glimpse of the action. And it felt it felt weird because nobody had a mask on. And it did feel a little bit different, but it did feel daggone It's going to take a little bit of getting used to. Uh, I actually have my second COVID shot today after oh. the radio show. So uh, Sleepy time. Sleepy time. Oh man, this I, you, get all, you get all tired. What are you talking about? Have you, you met me? Yeah. <laughs> Sleepy time. You and will be and out here for the you, count. And here you go saying you just same old, same old. You hadn't been to a night's game I in here. No. And you're like, oh, well, we went to the night's game. Yeah. Well, dang. No, it, it felt good. I'll tell you, just looking at like a baseball field. I walked up to the game. I was like, man, this. I just really. I don't want to say I took it for granted, but you kind of did. I mean, just being able to do stuff was like that. Was it fun? Oh, it's awesome, yeah. Did it smell like baseball dirt? It smelled like baseball dirt and popcorn. That's what I love. Ooh, did you eat some popcorn? I didn't eat any popcorn. You got to go extra butter low on the salt. Scarlett. You only, you only can have one vice. She did uh, we, She did the ice cream. I know the, the uh, snow cone. Pina colada snow cone. Should I be worried about that? She likes pina colada snow cones. That might be a concern. <laughs> Well, Trent, tee up our guest. We're coming up on a break. Yeah, our guest uh, is Anthony Mafood, hailing from Greenville, South Carolina. When we return, you're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. If you missed the first segment, go back. Go back. Go back. Take it back one Rewind, time. Rewind. Hit the podcast, Trent. We're, we're wherever you want to be. I'm so happy that I got 
Anthony Mafood's last name correct first time because I I mean I hang out with him I don't always say his last name to his face now is it Anthony (laughs) or Tony but most people call me Anthony I got you. We'll see. I'm, but I'm, either or, like I said, as long as it's not derogatory, I am good. <laughs> he did. He did preface that before we got him on the air. He did. So we'll 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 play it nice. We'll play it nice. Now, but you hail out of Greenville, South Carolina, right? Yes. Yes. I, I'm actually moved down here in 2004. Got to Greenville, and it's changed a lot. A lot yes, for the better, too. So about 17 years. Anthony is a fellow IPOer, Southern Seven oh, cool. uh, entrepreneur. Would love to hear his story. Where did you Where did you move from? Where are you originally from, Anthony? I am originally from a real small town in Ohio called Steubenville, Ohio. And now, where is Where is that in relative to? It's southeast Ohio. So one of the bigger cities that uh, we're the closest big city that we are near is uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We're about 35 minutes from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And in relation to Ohio, we're about two hours south of Cleveland, Ohio. You know, when I was going to Myrtle Beach annually with my family, all those pretty little girls that I, that yeah. I'd walk on the beach and hold hands with that I that I would meet were all from Ohio I, for I some daggone reason. Same in Florida, it's the same way. I was going to say something about that. Now, now, That's now, right. now the pretty little girls from from Steel Creek area, Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Anthony. What were you saying? No, I was saying there's a lot of people right there. They come down to the Carolinas from Ohio to vacation, and especially um, the South Carolina area. The Hilton Head area, Myrtle Beach, yeah. Charleston. I mean, I'm sure you see a lot of license plates from from the Ohio area. Well, well now they're moving down, <laughs> right. which is great. I mean, because we're in business and uh, we want to see the southeast and the, this these areas. I mean, I think two of the hottest cities are Greenville, South Carolina, and, and Charlotte, North Carolina. So, so we're blessed for that. Absolutely. I think, too, as these cities, like they're really developing. And, I mean, there's a lot of good businesses here. And you're going to see, I mean, you can't beat the weather, right? So, I mean, you get the, the snow. I'm, I'm done with the snow from Ohio. But <laughs> you come here and the weather, it's awesome. For people that love to play golf, you can sit there and play golf about 12 months a year. Yep. That's right. And so, hey, I'm, Anthony, I'm looking at your LinkedIn profile. You did an internship with the Pittsburgh Pirates in 1995. Is that right? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay, the Pittsburgh Pirates in 1995, they were pretty good. Yeah, they were good until they decided to never re-sign, right? Bobby Bonilla, Barry Bond, Doug <laughs> yeah. Drabeck, Andy Vance-like. I mean, they, they let them all go. They let them all go. Now, I, I grew up in Atlanta, and we had some we had some battles the Pirates and the Braves did back in that era. I'm actually a Braves fan. My, my dad was a Braves fan, so growing up, we always had TBS on, right? So we would yeah. sit there and we'd watch the Braves, when they had Dale Murphy, you know, Chris Chambers, all those guys. And so I just grew up being a uh, a Braves fan. But, I, you know, I follow the Pirates and, and watch them closely. But I remember those series in the early 90s. Yeah, man, those were those were good times. I, in fact, uh, I was a huge Dale Murphy fan. Um, and I had on the back of my door growing up, I had a poster. It was called Standing Tall with Dale Murphy. And he was like 6'6", six, six, right? He still yeah. is. And so it had his his frame. And he'd go up there and stand next to him, and had a little you know ruler by the side of it. Um, then my mom took me to the little local hardware store, and he was signing autographs. And I got a baseball and a and a card signed. And I you know gosh knows where where it went. And like six months ago or a year ago, we were at home, 
and my mom pulled out that baseball card. And said, Dang. You remember getting this? And I was like, yep, it's somewhere at my house. But uh, that was a big deal as a kid meeting Dale Murphy. That's awesome. Oh, absolutely. I, I did have a Dale Murphy. You know, he, he signed a lot of those gloves. So the glove I used in Little League was actually a Dale Murphy glove. There you remember go. back in the day? Well, back in the day, it was for me. Yeah, I remember. Play Little League and the gloves, like the Rawlings gloves, all had, you know, usually a player name in there and mine was actually Dale Murphy <laughs> that's pretty cool that's cool no so uh so was was the internship with the Pirates valuable it was real valuable I mean actually you know even on the business I'm in I would love one to, you know I always dreamed about maybe being a general manager or some type of you know whether it's professional college coach but getting in there and you know a lot of it was public relations but I at least was able to hang out with some of the people in the front office, you know, from the scouting position, the actual general manager, just and just being around some of the players. I'm a big sports fanatic, so it, it was super valuable to, to get that experience. And then also to see the type of lifestyle that, you know, when you're starting out, a scout would have, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're sitting there, you're on the road a lot. It's tough to have a family life and also – you know, I could see that back then. It would be tough to have a family life and also be in that uh, be in that role. Yeah, last year, right before COVID, I'm talking two weeks before COVID, uh, I took my family up to Chapel Hill and we watched a baseball game. And I saw, you know, all these scouts knew each other and talking. They were just chatting and out loud and talking about where they've been, where they're going, where that where, where their next games are. And I was like, oh my gosh, these, I mean, these are middle aged men doing this and hey love for baseball but it'd be tough having a family that way absolutely i mean you're on you're on the road a lot even with all the metric stuff that they're doing it's still you know you're still on the road a lot and it's not super conducive i would say to having a a family life so let's talk about it how old were you when you did the internship that was my sophomore year in in college so i was around you know 19 19, 20 years old. So, so take us take us from college yeah. to how you got to Greenville. So, I graduated John Carroll University, which is a small school in, in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Went there, worked a little bit. I did a, a worked at Morgan Stanley for a little bit, then worked at a place uh, called Capital Planners. Yeah, you know, I was just trying to get experience in the financial industry. Mm-hmm. First, then I went to graduate school, got my MBA from the University of Tennessee. Okay. And then from there, I, d- I did a. I was an equity research analyst for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Was living in New York City, did an internship in in the city. But during that time, this was you know early two thousand. Right, you had, you had the the crash, the bubble. There, they weren't hiring anyone. I I don't even know how many resumes. I sent out. I mean, it was hundreds, of, probably close to a thousand. I'm not kidding you. And literally, all these places were, had hiring freezes, so it wasn't a great time. But I ended up going to uh, BB&T. So I mm-hmm. went through their leadership development program. So you start out in Winston Salem there, yep. and then after the six months of, of training and going to the different areas, and my focus, they had me focusing in on the wealth management area. Yep. They told me after six months that you're going to Greenville, South Carolina. And I said, what? <laughs> Where? <laughs> I was like, no way. 
I, I was like, I don't know how this is going to work, you know, especially coming from, you know, living in Cleveland's a big city, right, and uh, living in New York for a little bit. You but go to like, Winston-Salem, oh, no, you migrate to Winston-Salem to Greenville, South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I had fun in Winston, and, and, and it, it was great experience. And listen, I'm from a small town. In Ohio, and I had a blast. So if you can have fun there, you can have fun anywhere. And when they said you're going to Greenville, I, you know, at first I was shocked. And a couple of people were like, "Oh no, you're really, really going to enjoy it." And then when I got here, um, it's been awesome. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know. I basically didn't know anyone when I when I was coming to Greenville. So I figured that'd be a little bit hard too. But now that I'm, you know, we're settled in, and we actually we, there's nowhere else that we'd rather live probably than Greenville. So were you already married at the time? I was not married. I was single. Oh, you were single, rolling solo yeah, down. I, I, <laughs> I was rolling solo at the time. I hear you. So we, <laughs> so yeah, I, I didn't get married until 2014. We, well, you know, I mean, this is a good part. This, this is a good point for us to to pick up, uh, go pay some bills, because then I want to talk about your professional entrepreneur career. But let me let me take a step back before before my wife here heard that. Two thousand and and seven I was married. <laughs> <laughs> you you were thinking seven years, two thousand four. I we got it. That's that's covered. We can cover that. Right, right. Yeah, right. Totally got it. <laughs> but we happens. are we are authentic on the show. And that's and, it. and our guests do like their wives to listen to the show. Uh but um, you said something about the financial crisis of 2000 and then 9-11 followed it. Yeah, the, it was a t- dot-com bubble and then 9-11. People forget about that. That's 22 years right. ago, 21 years ago. That was rough. I mean, I was a rookie in business, so uh, I'm going to leave it with that. Hey, we got Anthony Mafood telling his life experiences and stories when we return. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. Anthony Mafood is our guest out of Greenville, South Carolina. Trent, we had a good couple of segments to start out here. Well, now we're going to say what business Anthony runs and owns is Parallel Financial. We've Parallel had everybody financial. on the cliffhanger now that he got his wedding year correct. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, your wife is texting me. Uh, you might want to give her. I a call gotta say, my show. wife's birthday I think is March the twenty second, and her sister's is March the nineteenth. I think, and uh, <laughs> for for like twenty twenty four years, I've always gotten that confused. And when I say that, I mean we've been married for seventeen years. And when I say that in front of people, somebody asks me, and I'm like, uh. And my wife thinks that's funny, but other people are like, "Are you serious? <laughs> this pretty woman?" I got the you? birthdays now. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, don't let us start quizzing you, there, boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. Lord. But now we, we we were talking about your your hometown there, uh, and then we were kind of getting into uh, what got you there, Anthony, and and how you are right. You hit the nail on the head. That, that Greenville. I mean, I I went to Clemson and graduated in '04, and that's. You know, Greenville was like the big city, um, and so you moved there about the same time I was graduating, and it's a whole different place than it was then. It's a totally different place. I mean, especially even like our, our businesses, you know, in the West End part of downtown. Yeah. And what they would say is back in the day where we're at right now that you would never have a business on Red Street. Now it's thriving. We're, we're pretty close to the baseball field that they put down here. Man, so that place is this awesome. This whole area – has become super developed, 
since the time that I that I got to Greenville. Yeah, you guys have quite the minor leagues. It's a, a Red Sox franchise, is that right? Or was? Right. It's a, it's the same way for the Red Sox. Yeah, and you got like the the simulated. I mean, it's basically have a green monster there as well, right? Oh, really? Yes. Um, it's 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 not the same height as the green monster, but it pretty much replicates Fenway from that uh, standpoint. I mean, the wall is higher. My, my brother gets gets the Greenville walls higher quite a bit, and they have like condos right above it that look down onto the field, right? Right. Yeah, those are cool. Right. Wow. Man, no, I never, I never awesome. have not seen the stadium. When I do go do some business in Greenville, I like to jog around. I do like to do that when I yeah, go places I too. and jog around the river there. And then also on the other side of Greenville, you have a humongous graveyard where the uh, the convention center or the conference center, you know, where they have concerts and stuff. I went to an Eric Church concert two years ago and, and jogged around there seeing if I could see see the star, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to come up here so we, well, we can play some golf. Well, it's down there, but I would love to come, <laughs> and then maybe you can we can reciprocate and you can come up. So uh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> well, tell us about so you moved to Greenville. Uh, tell us about take us from there. So moved to Greenville was was working with a uh, big banking institution, and then kind of after two thousand and eight happened, we saw the pendulum swing, and just just like in any instances, right. When there's a crisis going on, things either get too far to the right, too far to the left from a business perspective. And we just saw the pendulum swing so far over that we really didn't feel like we could do the things for the clients that if we were more customized and we were out on our own, we could do. A lot of the stuff that was happening, there was a lot of autonomy you had when I first started, and then things became more centrally located, centrally located from all aspects of the business. Mm -hmm. So right around 2013 is when we started our business, my business partner and myself, we just decided, okay, we we can do this um, from a money management standpoint. We believe that we can manage money better, and we can also do it more cost-effective for the clients and also, you know, just to be a lot more customized. Now, we neither one of us had any clients. Because when you're working for the bank, you know, you were just part of the department. So we literally started from scratch when we started from zero. Wow, man. And 13, so so now uh, nine, eight years in, and, and I said this to you uh, last week when we were together, good gracious, already, you know, qualified YPO a couple of years ago. It's amazing. So tell us, hey, hey, starting a business is hard, isn't it? <laughs> it's absolutely hard, especially when you're starting from scratch. We had, you know, two young children at the time, and you know, you're taking that leap of faith, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's it's concerning. I mean, you know, most people they don't want to go out there and take that type of risk, but if you believe in what you're doing, it's going to work out. It's, it's always a slow process, right? I mean, we, we've grown fast, and obviously, you always want to grow faster. But it is a it's a process, and if you stick to that process, you know, and it's the right type of process, it, it usually works out for you. So, what is your focus at Parallel? So, our focus is we manage money for individuals, we manage money for businesses, and we also manage money for other advisors. There's other advisory firms that pay to use our strategy. So, everything that we do and how we're different, we're everything we do 
is in-house money management. So we are never what they call farming the money out. We are the money managers. Okay. Wow. That's cool. So how, so how, how, how many clients do you have currently? Well, we have around, I would say, 150 to 200 households okay. that, that we focus on. Wow. And That's a lot to manage. So it is. We have other advisors for our group, and we have a, you know, we have a chief investment officer that sits here, and, and his sole you know, responsibility is to run the different strategies that we have. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, for our clients. So, so we have things from all the way to 100% fixed income all the way to a long-short strategy. So our strategies run the gamut for whatever a client would need or a business would need or any other advisors looking for. Well, you said some long-short strategy for somebody that's not financially minded. What, what do you mean by that? So a long-short strategy is you're, you're, when you buy stock, right, you are hoping that position goes up. That's how you make money. If you short a stock, you, you're shorting a stock, and you hope that stock goes down. If it goes down, you make money. Yeah. So we run that strategy for, you know, people that don't want to have a ton of volatility because if everything you're buying is long, hoping that stock goes up, especially during times where you get some volatility and things pull down, this is a way to capture some of the downside. Yeah, you're hedging. You're hedging, basically. Yeah, well, we we actually are not hedging. I mean, some places run it as a hedge. We do not. We okay. actually we we buy companies that we think that are going to go down. You know, they're not in a favorable sector. Their their chart does not look good. It's under a lot of pressure. So it's it's moving from the right hand side of the chart down to the left. So it's already in a downward spiral. Those are the things that we're shorting. We're trying to make money on the, on the downside. As Buffett says. So we're, not buying, we're not buying Pepsi and shorting Coke. The, we, the things that we are shorting are literally things that are in a tailspin in, in businesses that we do not think will hold up. Are great long-term assets, at least in the, in the next couple of years. Yeah, on the doom loop versus flywheel. Got it. Yeah, doom loop versus flywheel. Warren Buffett says you don't catch a fallen knife. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and that's the strategy that, that we have in place, because the big thing at our firm and what we hang our hat on is risk management. Okay. It's what do you do, like what we tell our clients. You know, when the markets are ripping and roaring, everyone is doing well. But what do you do when the markets start to turn over, right? That's where you really add your value, and that's really where the money manager adds the outperformance. It's what they can do in the down markets. You, when the market's down, hypothetically, 20%, you don't want to be down 20%. You're not going to be up if you're all long, but you're trying to mitigate that downside, and that's what we think we do really, really well. I mean, that's how Warren Buffett got a lot of his – how performances, what he's done in the, you know, in, on the downside of things when the market is dropping. Yeah, risk mitigation and, and taking right. advantage of it, really. Um, right. I mean, one of the key things is, is taking emotion out of it. So we want to make sure that all of our decisions, are none of them are based on emotion. And when you throw money in there, right, when you throw money in the mix, a lot of people get emotional. 
And right. when you're emotional and without looking at it thoroughly, you, you can make some bad decisions in, uh, in the investment world. Man, this is awesome. Anthony, give yourself a plug, and then also I'm going to put you on the spot. Give us one thing you live and do business by, one, one saying statement, and uh, then let, let the people know how they can find, find your business. Uh, absolutely. Well, transparency and honesty. Mm. It's one of our core values. It's one of the five core values that we have. And not only do we do it from a business standpoint, but also from, you know, when you're, when you're running your personal life. And a lot of our core values are, are, are the way we also represent ourselves, you know, outside of the business world. But especially the transparency thing in the investment world, people want to know, you know, what are they being charged? We can easily show a client this is what your charge is. There's nothing ever hidden. Everyone's on the same page, hence the name Parallel. If you look at our our symbol, right? Our logo has the lines going up and down. Yeah. Our interests are always aligned with the clients. As the client makes more money, we make more money. If the client makes less, we make less. So our interests are always aligned, and it's always conflict-free. I hear you. All right, give yourself a plug. How can people find you? Uh, parallelfinancial.com. If you go to the website, I'm on the website. If you can also call and, and ask for myself, uh, 864-385-7999. Thank you, man. That was so awesome. Anthony Mafu with Parallel Financial. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. Just finished up with Anthony Mafood from Parallel Financial out of Greenville, South Carolina. Got a little education at the end there, Trent. He was kind of giving us their philosophy on uh, I, on money man, management. I mean, I enjoyed hearing what he had to say. I, I like how Parallel is the name, and they run hand in hand with the with the customer with their with their client. So uh, no, it's good. And, and I was with Anthony uh, a couple weeks ago, and he was bragging about his daughter. Um, I think it's his oldest child uh, is a soccer player. Oh, wow. And I think she's really good. Um, so, so, sorry we didn't have time to talk about that. I'm sure he would have loved to talk yeah. about that. Yeah, that's cool. Being a sports guru. Um, but before I came in here today, uh, I'm going to give my daughter Piper a shout-out. Uh, number one, Rake. I can't, I'm going to say this, and this my kids are going to hear it, but Reagan does these books that she's going to surprise the kids with when they graduate eighth grade and gets all their teachers to write in them. And so she has, this all happens. I don't know anything about it. I, I didn't even really <laughs> realize that until I read down the email chain. <laughs> but uh, that's her role in the family. She's great at it. Uh, but anyway, her teacher was very complimentary of Piper. Piper is my youngest daughter. She's in the fourth grade in the French program over at Waddell. And, uh, I mean, things like uh, diligence and, and honesty and caring. Uh, this is on the email. This isn't in the book. She Reagan was saying, hey, can I get you this book? So, uh, yeah, so my kids can't listen to this show now. <laughs> well, I'm going to run it for them forever until <laughs> the eighth grade. And then I guess show. they have a clear future. I'll run something else <laughs> after that. So, but, Anthony, uh, Trent's kids will not hear you. 
They might. They might. They'll have to reenact. I don't know. I got to ask my wife. Ah, uh, cha 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 Reagan does these annual photo albums too. Man, it's crazy. All this energy and time. That's great. I mean, hooray, hooray! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, baby. I no, love you. That is good. Hey, this is this. But Mother's Day's already happened, bud. You know, you can stop with the. Uh, I'm trying to have a good summer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got you, Father's Day around the horn here. What are you here? talking about? Yeah, I'm trying to collect. <laughs> Pay to Piper. Uh, oh, whoa. We, uh, Piper. We, yeah, Piper. See? Uh, Ooh, see that how worked you, pretty good. You worked it back in there. Man. I like it. No. Nah, our our gift, our love language is, is time. So uh, yep. we're not big gift givers. I mean, if we want something, we generally go get it ourselves <laughs> if we can afford it. <laughs> uh, you know, so... Like yesterday, I went by Dick's and they had a pair of stant socks on sale, so I bought me a new pair of socks. Got you a new pair of socks yeah. on a Sunday. There you go. Ring is like, well, do they have other ones? These are cool. You'll wear these a lot. And I was like, yeah, these were the only ones on sale. <laughs> and he's like, okay, how often do you go to the store? I'm like, uh, once every couple of years. Yeah, I never, I never go to the store. I'm t- I, we went to Park Park Road Shopping Center on Sunday. I'm talking about hopping. Holy smokes, that place was on fire. Place is cool. And I cruised through Black Hawk Hardware, went to that grill section. I walked right through, saw a price tag, and walked right back out. <laughs> so you bought a grill? No, <laughs> no. They were uh, they were proud of those grills. When I was a kid, Park Road Shopping Center had a had a store called LNS Prep Shop, little store, and uh, they sold kids polo, and that was like the big thing back then. You couldn't all the belts and Dillards and stuff only sold grown-up polo so you go to lns prep shop to get your kids polo clothes and your jams shorts and they had jams short <laughs> shirts too yeah. with the flowers all over them did you, get a, did you get a hyper color shirt there too i might i got that at myrtle beach <laughs> <laughs> those were pretty cool though the hyper color shirts out. are cool when they you are get awesome. hot they change colors or get wet they change colors man i'm that's uh, a, what are you making fun of me? How you can tell I'm nervous. Are you making fun of me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your armpits are always dark. <laughs> Even uh, now. Yeah, man, I had a hyper color. I had some hyper color shirt. I think I had a sweatshirt, if I remember right. Your mo- my mom could make knockoff jams. I don't know if she could make knockoff hyper color. Yeah, I think <laughs> she didn't have the patent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, man. Well, hyper color. I well, like it. What a great show. I, agree. I mean, I'm excited. Summer's on the way. Uh, when you listen to this show, the kids will have five days of school left. I know my kids are on the countdown right now. We're in single digits as we record, so uh, way to go. Way to get through a tough year. Hopefully next year will be all back to normal. Um, thank you, Anthony Mafood, hailing from Greenville, fellow YPO or Parallel Financial, for your knowledge and telling us your story. So fun. So fun to help help others share their brand. Uh you, you've joined us on At Home with Roby. Go do the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Thank you so much. Have a great 